New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear ones. Rev Briz with you over here. We're from Bill over here. And our special guest today, Rev Bill <laughs> from New Thought Philly. Rev Z is traveling and not able to be with us this morning. Uh, he's in, uh, in on the Pacific time zone, so it's an ungodly hour for him and in a hotel room. So we decided not to bother his wife this morning. Bill, Reverend Bill, Reverend Dr. Bill, good to be with us. Thank you for being here, sir. Thank you for having me. This is, uh, as you know, uh, always like a flashback to my days doing zany morning radio shows where we weren't allowed to talk, where we actually had to be like ministers talking stuff. <laughs> yeah, you were really not allowed to say the S word and, uh, and probably didn't talk too much politics back then either. Oh, we'd love to make fun of politicians. Make fun of them, yes. Yeah, well, that was the whole job was basically ridiculing people and slash and burn humor. Yeah, oh, politics, politicians. <clears throat> there is no shortage of people saying stupid things that we can make comments about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't quite thought of it that way. And uh, folks, thanks for being with us. If this is your first time with us, uh, we get together on Friday mornings, talk about what we see in the news, what's going on in the world, stories that maybe have caught our attention, things that we want to add a little more spirituality to. And I asked uh, Bill this morning as we were sitting down, all right, what do we want to talk about? And the, the concept came forward of echo chambers. Yeah. So tell us a little bit. Why was that on top of your mind today? Why is that, uh, why is that our direction? Uh, back in the good old days, and this is like we were talking about when when uh, when politicians are in a debate and you ask them a question, they they start with an expository answer. Like he's gonna, I'm going to talk about something different. Back in the good old days, um, there were three TV networks, and they were duking it out to see who was going to be the leading news source in the world: ABC, NBC, and CBS. Um, you know, Fox came along and joined them. PBS was doing some stuff, but those were the, the, the big ones and they had large news organizations and they prided themselves in being journalists. Yes. Same thing with, with newspapers. The newspaper journalists all prided themselves in being journalists, which is to, <clears throat> to get the actual story and get the facts straight. And uh, now, as the Fairness Doctrine <laughs> went away decades ago, <clears throat> which was when you had to give people equal time. So if you're going to interview the Republican candidate, you have to give equal time to the Democratic candidate. Um, so we stopped doing that. And then we started having um, the, the, the 
news sources are in, in silos now. And there is less of a focus on journalism, on some of them, and more of a focus on making the point that they're intending to make. And when people buy into the fact, well, I get my news from this one or from that one, and the ones that I'll use are MSNBC, which is pretty much on the left, and Fox News, which is pretty much on the right. And there are other ones that are further left and further right. And <clears throat> they both have the ability at times to uh, behave like journalists. Oh, by the way, you can recognize a journalist by the retractions. Yes. If you find a journalist who never apologizes for getting something wrong, they're not a journalist. They're just talking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. and, and the challenge of the echo chamber is that once we say, well, I'm going to get all of my news from Fox, or I'm going to get all of my news from MSNBC, and we stop listening to anything else, we are going to t tilt towards whatever bias uh, our news source happens to have. It's like if everything that you learn is coming from Aunt Sadie, then you're going to hear all of your, everything you know about the world is going to be filtered through Aunt Sadie's uh, lens. Yes. And that might be fine. Aunt Sadie might be wonderful. But acknowledge that that's what's going on. And the challenge that I have is every time once in a while, when I tune into the news on one of the, in somebody else's echo chamber, it's like they're just, they, they, every, every time there's a question, they wind up with the same rant about like, you know, why did the, what about this? What about that? How, how come this doesn't happen? And we need to we need to blame them and complain to them, and they're all yeah. at fault. And it doesn't lead anywhere. Right. You uh, you remind me. Uh, you know, what about Hillary's emails? Uh, and and both sides do it. I make fun of. You know, I use that just because it's it's a very identifiable idea. But it does. We have seen this consolidation, and I remember. You know, it seems like forever ago, <laughs> um, but I remember in the 2016 presidential election, Facebook, my Facebook feed would be awash with all kinds of people with different opinions and different perspectives, some even further to one side or another than I than I'm comfortable with and that I, I but now I look at things like my Facebook feed. And whether through my own actions of saying, I don't want to see that anymore, or through the actions of the organization, because they've been accused of being biased in numerous ways, none of it's there anymore. There's no, I'm not being given a contradictory perspective than what I already believe. And I'm going to say it straight up. Facebook is not a news organization. Uh, so it's not a great place to get my news, uh, but I'm not even getting opinion there anymore. And now I find it's much more important, much more dependent upon myself to go find good news organizations. Yeah. Or triangulate in so that you can, um, you can sample a bunch of them and kind of figure out what might be true for you. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> and that's the, the other thing that's really big that, uh, that I think is very important for people to do and a lot of people don't do, uh, which is to put down the assumptions. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> James Mellon in his uh, Mental Muscle program, right at the beginning of it, uh, has a recommendation that you say, I know nothing, now what can I know? And that is a wonderfully powerful tool for putting down our assumptions. I know nothing. And do that with the news. I mean, I had the conversation with somebody, uh, a COVID denier, you know, who says that COVID wasn't a thing, it's all been blown out of proportion. 
the CDC is liars. It's all you know, the Democrats, and because their cities were the ones that were hit, and they were using it to get money. I mean, just all sorts of stories, you know. So COVID's not a thing. Yeah. And my response is okay, and maybe COVID's not a thing. Maybe that's completely true. Maybe it's a made-up story. So I went and did a little bit of research. It's pretty easy. When you Google, um, I think, uh, number of deaths in the United States by year chart. <laughs> you come up with something that goes, goes along at about two and a half million deaths a year. And then uh, in 2020, it went to three, oh, three and a half million deaths a year. It's like, why'd that happen? Okay, it wasn't COVID. What was it? Right. You know, and, and if the conspiracy is that there was something going on that wasn't COVID that killed an extra million people, then what was it? Why don't we know about it? And that, that would be a huge story rather than it's not COVID. <clears throat> and oh, by the way, death count is really difficult to fake because every one of those deaths has a person and a death certificate attached to it. And that's something that the government actually does a pretty good job of keeping track of. Keeping and that would, that, would, that would require an awful lot of people um, uh, uh, to, to, to be in on the conspiracy. Yeah. Yes. I think way more than <laughs> than uh, possible. Hey, uh, one of our viewers, Dave, is saying, I find BBC and Al Jazeera much more objective. Um, uh, yes, definitely. And um, Al Jazeera has their own agenda. Um, they tend to hide it pretty well. Um, but, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, so yeah, that's a good place to get a smattering. Watching the, the BBC talk about the United States is wonderful because they don't have nearly as much of a horse in the race as our news organizations do. True. Um, you know, so other people's opinions about what's going on here are really valuable. Do you need to only watch Al Jazeera to get your news? Uh, my daughter was a journalism student and she said um, uh, that uh, uh, Russia Today was actually did a really, really good job. And this was like 12 years ago when she was in school. Uh, they've since lost their edge. But <clears throat> those were organizations that were that were trying to be journalists. And again, you know, watch for the retractions. Yep. You know? <laughs> watch for the retractions. And, I, well, I like what you were saying earlier. Uh, triangulate. Yeah. Folks, if you haven't seen it, there's a great chart out there in the Internet. Oh, I got a blurry version today. Um, but... Just do um, do a search for a news bias chart, and you'll see it, and it'll come up, and it'll you'll be able to see the various ways that um, all the various organizations and where they lean and where their bias really is. And um, some of them aren't on here. I, I'm I'm looking real quick to see if I see Al Jazeera on here. I don't at the moment. It could, very well is, and I'm just not seeing it. But the point is, let's be more active. Let's be more involved in how we source our own information for ourselves and yeah. look at a few different places. And I find it interesting. We were talking before Newsmax, which is a newer organization on the scene, if you will. Um, they've been around for a while, but they're, they're starting to make more of a splash specifically in the more conservative or right leaning uh, conversations. They actually just uh, took out took a, a a pundit off the air. They did an interview with a woman named Laura Laura Logan. I'm not very familiar with her work, 
Uh, she was a Fox News host, I guess, and they Fox let her go, and Newsmax did an interview, and um, and she started spouting some really far right QAnon type of uh, beliefs, and even Newsmax said, no, that's not what we're about, and we're not going to do that. We're not going to have her back on. So I I see. It seems like in the last year, even even what are more conservative outlets are starting to be a bit more discerning with who with exactly what they're letting on the air <laughs> and exactly what they're bringing forward. Uh, so it's a, it's a time of transition again, I think is what I'm yeah. seeing. Yep. And to, to bring it back around a new thought, which is uh, the first name of the network. <clears throat> um, we have the ability to look a fact in the face and know something better. So we can understand that there is something new that's possible. And we know that there is a creative process, there's a law that is responding to our consciousness and our intentionality. Now, it works to bring more experiences of good into our world. Uh, it also works uh, when there is, uh, uh, when, when there's something um, malevolent uh, at heart that somebody has. It doesn't tend to last forever, but it still works. And it's not lost on me. I think we talked about this before that Donald Trump grew up going to Norman Vincent Peale's church. So he knows the technique right. and he is a master. I mean, in addition to being a master of bullying people and um, flat out lying um, and and no, no conscience about whose money he takes. But that's a side story. He has the ability to just say something over and over and over again as though it's true. And he, you know, then people will believe him. Now that doesn't make it true, you know. Uh, it, but you say it often enough, and <laughs> people believe that it's true, and it has the possibility of turning a ship. Right. You know? uh, Doctor Oz goes to uh, a quasi New Thought church. So, in, uh, in in his town in Pennsylvania, where he doesn't live in Bernathan. <laughs> that's a Swedenborgian church and the Swedenborgians like were the, 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 the forerunners of new thought mm-hmm. and you know so there's a, a little bit of that um, qualified to be a senator well as qualified as Trump was to be president which is to say you know he's on TV he's actually better qualified he went to uh, he, he paid attention when he went to the Ivy League school um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, but you're, I mean, you're very right. These principles work. The new thought principles work regardless of how you work them. Yep. Regardless in the direction that you take them. So um, someone like a Dr. Oz or uh, I've been watching the, the Herschel Walker, uh, Raphael Warnock race in Georgia, uh, you know, seems to me that Herschel Walker has nothing to stand on other than look at all the, the bad stuff Joe Biden has done and everybody's lying. So, but you tell yourself that enough and, and he, he's doing it. He's been doing a good job of it. It seems because he's at least belie- he's got himself believing his own story. And now other people, if you don't look at it from both sides, it's easy to jump on board and say, okay, I'm with him. Yeah. I don't think he's a great candidate, but we need somebody who's going to stop X, Y, or Z. We need to prevent this, yep. th- this other thing, this calamity that I've been hearing in the echo chamber from happening. Yep. So, Are you on Truth Social? 
No. Yep. They, they, I'm not either. <laughs> um, I thought about putting it up, trying to get in there just to, so I could see what was going on uh, but and see what others are, but they won't let me in. So um, Really? They won't let you in? I haven't gotten a response that um, I haven't been approved. So, wow. Okay. Um, but but that's an example, right, folks? And we're we're starting to hear these terms come into uh, into our lexicon. The mainstream news is used is con- con- consistently um, using quotes from Donald at from Truth Social. So we we now it's now a newer platform, but not everybody can see it. And I think that I know that. That's part of what we're talking about. That's part of the problem is we're now intentionally creating places that say you can come here because you believe like I do, but the rest of you can't. Right. The rest of you can't even see what we're talking about anymore. Um, that makes it even harder. I think that's creating even more division in the, in the nation. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a, that's an intentional um, echo chamber. You know, when Facebook first started, it was it was very clearly set up as an echo chamber. You had to have a Harvard.edu email address in order to get onto Facebook when it was first launched. And then it was whatever colleges they were putting it into. And then eventually it rolled out to other people. And I was noticing yesterday, I have, um, I get friend requests from people who I am already friends with twice on Facebook. I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> Uh, the chances that I need to be friends with all three of their ultra personalities. Um, I don't know. And I could follow up with each of them and say like, what's up with this? But then they might explain it to me and I really don't want to know. Um, <laughs> so well, I'll explain it to you if you send them money. <laughs> uh, no, these, these are people who I'm friends with and one of them might actually be my friend. Um, and then the other ones might be because my friend lost their login or changed their email address and they didn't have Facebook works or, uh, other ones are very clearly people who have like, who, who have stolen their profile so they can have me as their friend. Right. Whatever that's gone. Back in the good old days when I was working in technology, I was in the, uh, uh in the graphics business and it was moving from, uh, graphics and publishing into desktop publishing into digital publishing. And, we came up with a way in the late 90s to personalize a magazine so Ooh. that you could answer some survey questions and we would custom print a copy of the magazine just for you. And it was, we did it at a trade show in 1998 and it just astounded people that we were able to do this, you know, in full color things. <clears throat> and I was horrified by the fact that we could do that because yeah that's exactly where the echo chamber starts. If I know the news that you're interested in hearing and I'm only giving you the news that you want to be exposed to, then that's pandering. Mm-hmm. That's pandering to you so that I can get your, your eyeballs on my advertising or whatever it is that I'm in business to do. And if everybody's getting different news, then suddenly we don't have a cohesive group or society or uh, basis of fact for each other, we're all off in our own little spin room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a good question. Dave's asking, what are your best sources of current news? Um, that's an interesting one because for the longest time I've played by the, if I need to know it, it'll find me method. 
Uh, I don't find that. So, and that is when I start to see something hitting multiple news sources, that's honestly where I start to pay attention. Yep. I'm not big on the one outlet story. Now, sometimes that, you know, sometimes that's the way it works. And I think that most, I think there is a seed of, of journalism at the heart of every news organization. So any one news organization can come out with a, with an accurate, well-balanced story at any given time. Um, but I don't see any one organization doing that all the time with every story, with everything they do. So for me, it's got to be kind of an aggregate of where did I, not necessarily where it came from first, but once it reaches a little more of a critical mass. And I know that keeps me a little behind the times sometimes on 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 article or on stories. I'm not always right on the very front edge of something. But how about you, Bill? Where do you turn if you're? I, see, I don't go looking to read the news. I kind of let the news come to me. Yep. Um, uh, the, my sources are the mainstream um, media outlets that people consider to be too liberal. Um, I check the New York Times every day. And I understand the bias that the New York Times has. Uh, and I understand that if I were to read the Wall Street Journal, I would get the bias from the other direction. But I also know exactly where, which stories are going to get the biggest uh, pieces of the bias. Uh, the part that I like is when there's a fact that gets reported, uh, it's actually a fact. You know, if there was a, <laughs> if there was a raid at Mar-a-Lago and they got 100, uh, 1,100 pages of documents, the statistics are going to be correct. Um, why they did it, who did what, you know, the opinions of the judge, you know, the, the, and, and the rest of that, that's all going to be opinion. So I understand how to filter through that. Um, a little bit on Twitter. Twitter is wonderful because it, Twitter is whatever people are talking about. Now, I can't read Twitter for more than five minutes because as soon as somebody says something, then somebody you know, what about Hillary's emails? <laughs> exactly, you know? yeah. Donald Trump has the nuclear secrets that he's taken uh, on vacation with him. Because they didn't find them in, uh, in, in they found empty, empty classified information folders at Mar-a-Lago. Okay, I'm sure he didn't take the contents of those and put them in a shredder. Right. <laughs> so, and I'm pretty sure he didn't grab 50 empty folders on the way out the door just in case he needed them later, right? Uh, they, they, they know it was in the folders. I think they... They're, they're, when, when they make those things, they leave enough traces that they can tell what was in it. But so Donald Trump is accused of taking our, you know, espionage secrets and traipsing around the world because he's moving them around. Right. And every time somebody says he did that, they say, well, what about Hillary's emails? It's like this was an email server in the basement of their private home in New York, which was guarded by the Secret Service and did not have guests in it. And it turned out to not be actionable anyway, because that was six years ago, seven years ago. Four, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So and, and that's just a way of changing the subject. And, and you know, right. it, it just winds up being, you know, getting back to the point of what happens when somebody says, well, you know, now there's this, this thing and the, 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 they're, they're finding this about the documents. And, you know, there, there are 30 voices coming in saying stuff like, well, what about? 
um, it just makes it, 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 it makes it take a lot of work right. to go through those news sources. Well, and to me, okay, maybe we didn't answer the question of Hillary's emails to your satisfaction, but we did to the Justice Department's. It, like what? the country, the, the, the people run it, are, the people we've entrusted to run the country feel we we reached a conclusion. We reached a resolution. We reached the answer on that issue. We haven't yet on Mar-a-Lago. And so, yeah, to, to divert the the what about this? What about that? Oh, look over there. Obvious. Just get out of my way, dude. No, that's not what this is about. <laughs> We got to get an answer on this question. If you still want to question that, go sure, go do that. You go figure out what the hell happened with Hillary's emails. I'm pretty satisfied with the answers I've been given, and the answers that I've been able to discern through watching those trials, watching those hearings, and this and that and the other thing. So, it's um, yeah. Dave said it too long ago to really matter on the Hillary emails, right? Except that it. it it gets used as a as a diffusion point right you know if you get asked a question and you don't want to answer the question then the best thing to do is to come up with a different question yep and then you can pontificate about the different question so i don't think we're going to solve this particularly but there was there was a phrase that you used when we were talking about what we're going to be talking about um which is mind-numbing which is iranian Russian kamikaze drones. Yes. <laughs> which, are, which are being used in, uh, in, in Ukraine, uh, in the latest batch of attacks in Ukraine. A Japanese uh, military tactic built by the Iranians, used by the Russians. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? What could go wrong? You know, the fact that they're not particularly accurate, um, I guess that's a good thing. That they're slow and they're easy to shoot down, I guess that's an even better thing. Right. But why? why this is not the world I want to be living in. Right. I want to be living in, in, in the world where we are getting along and being reasonable. You know, Russia wants to have an alliance with Ukraine, then do stuff that the Ukrainians agree with. Right. Exactly. You know. Yeah, we've got another half hour. Let's talk about that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're joking, folks. We're not going to keep you here all day. But, um, but that was to me that was the most heart wrenching story of the week. Is, and I think part of that is because we are a prayerful people. Now, remember, folks, if this is your first time watching, when we talk about prayer. We're not talking about begging and beseeching some far off entity in the sky who pays attention or not, depending on their own whim. We're talking about an affirmation of truth. And from my perspective, from the new thought perspective, our very nature is that to be peaceful people. So wherever I see anyone using force and ugly, ugly tactics, such as kamikaze drones, that to me is not moving people forward. That's either holding them back or trying to regress people back. Yeah. It's trying to maintain the status or pull us back from something. And we got to keep, and 
I guess I was a little disheartened because I thought maybe we, I figured we were probably making some set. We were making some progress. It's been a little while now. It, it, it seemed like, okay, the, the Ukrainians are starting to push back and say, no, we're defending ourselves. And, and, and then all of a sudden Russians just say, oh, you think so? And like, they're ready to push another button. Yeah. And well, I mean, this is a war that everybody thought was going to be over by the beginning of March. True. And, um, I guess they did not get the Ukrainians buy-in on, on, on that particular concept because it has not gone the, the way it was anticipated to have gone. Right. And, and yeah, go ahead. As you said, my heart breaks for everyone, for the people that have lost their lives in these recent attacks now. And it reminds me, I got to double down. I got to stay diligent on praying for the story. I get to stay diligent in paying attention and lending consciousness that there is a peaceful resolution finding its way forward, uh, even though it doesn't look it. It's these types of big world events where I think that it's easy to fall into that what can I do question because I'm so far away or I'm so small or I don't have, I can't donate huge amounts of money or what can... And it's that time where so many of us are being called to turn back to, okay, hold on. Let's practice the principles that we preach. Yep. Let's move our consciousness to a more peaceful place around all these events so that that ripple ripples out and that vibration cascades around the planet. Yep. Yep. And the, 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 the question of, well, what can I do? I'm sitting over here in wherever I am, you know, just one person. What can I do? And we take it back to principle. There's one mind, one source, one creative power that creates everything and individualizes itself as everyone, as everything, as everywhere. And we're all using that same intelligence. We're all using that same creative power. So when we set an intention to create something new in the world that shows up looking like peace, and harmony and a return to stability for Ukraine or Europe or South America or Italy or the UK or the United States or the Senate race in Pennsylvania. God help us. Um, when, we set, <laughs> when we set our intention, we are actually creating an active force in the world, in the universe, to invite something new in. Can we do it once and say, oh, it's taken care of? No, we, we have to stay there and continue to look at the, 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 the circumstance as it is and be willing to look at, look, invite something higher. Yes. There it is, folks. Invite something higher. Invite something higher. And I think there's no greater way to do that than vote. <laughs> That's what we do this next month. Yep, you bet. Yep. Voting and, would be good. And if you're uh, in Pennsylvania... Especially if you're in Pennsylvania, uh, if you're in Colorado third, third uh, Colorado's third district, I don't even care if you vote for Republican as long as you don't vote for her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who I, anybody out there knows who I mean. So uh, I'm not, we don't say who to vote for or who not to vote for around here, but we do say vote. And um, I love. I got to say, I love Colorado. We vote by mail. It's the greatest thing in the world. My ballot showed up yesterday. I'm almost done. I got most of my circles filled in. I just got to look at some judges. I'm going to put this back in the mail by Monday and I'm done and I'm voted. And um, and Colorado's had a vote by mail system for a long time now. It works like a charm. It works great. 
they send me a little text that says, Hey, your ballot, what your ballot went in the mail. It's on the way to you. Then they send you a little text that said you should have received your ballot by now. If you didn't let us know. Um, so folks, please, it is, it is the season. Do your research, look at multiple sources. Don't just take the party line and please vote. What else to be said? Vote for freedom, vote for love, vote for different possibilities. Yes, absolutely. All right, folks, with that, we are going to get out of here. This is Ministers Talking Shit. It happens on Friday mornings. Uh, if you have a story you'd like us to cover or a topic you'd like us to talk about at some time, please drop us an email, ministertalk at ntmedia.org. Dr. Bill, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. It has been a pleasure. Yes. Folks, you can also catch Dr. Bill here on the New Thought Media Network Mondays at 11 with The Practical Prayer and his co-host, Carol Lawrence, as well as uh, Sundays on the New Thought Philly channel, New Thought Philadelphia. Uh, he's there every week as well. So let's, uh, let's say thank you to a few friends, and then we're going to let you get into the rest of your day. Please remember, it's Friday, so we got a huge day here in front of us. Uh, Be Your Own Hero of Seku Right starts in just about 10 minutes. After that, we've got morning prayers, the morning sip at 8.30. Uh, where is my schedule? I don't want to forget anybody. Lindsay Leinbach at 10 with Practicing Infinite Possibilities. Just One You with Barbara Trudeau Schreiner at 1 o'clock. And The Good News at 5, Fireside Chat at 6. And I'll tell you, we got two new shows coming on Fridays in January. Uh, Eugene Holden's going to be with us in the afternoon, his program called The Upper Room, and we're going to start a new uh, show with Reverend Dr. PJ Stanley on Fridays at 11 a.m. Mountain, so keep an eye out for those. Cool. Till next time, we wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now. On behalf of everyone at New Thought Media Network, thank you for being a member of our virtual family. Your financial contributions help share the New Thought message with people from around the world. Please visit and contribute at www.ntmedia.org forward slash donate. New Thought Media Network, come be you. And please like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, peace and blessings. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.